said, Oh, that my words were written down. Oh, that they were inscribed in a book. Oh, that with an iron pen and with lead they were engraved on a rock forever. For I know that my Redeemer lives, and that at the last he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been thus destroyed, then in my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see on my side, and my eyes shall behold, and not another. The word of the Lord.
to the effect that the day of the Lord is already here. Let no one deceive you in any way, for that day will not come unless the rebellion comes first and the lawless one is revealed, the one destined for destruction. He opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, declaring himself to be God. Do you not remember that I told you these things when I was still with you? But we must always give thanks to God for you, brothers and sisters, beloved by the Lord, because God chose you as the first fruits for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and through belief in the truth. For this purpose, He called you through our proclamation of the good news, so that you may obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold fast to the traditions that you were taught by us, either by word of mouth or by our letter. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and through grace gave us eternal comfort and good hope, comfort your hearts and strengthen them in every good work and word. The word of the Lord.
wrote for us that if a man's brother dies, leaving a wife but no children, the man shall marry the widow and raise up children for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first married and died childless. Then the second and the third married her. And so in the same way, all seven died childless. Finally, the woman also died. In the resurrection, therefore, whose wife will the woman be? For the seven had married her. Jesus said to them, Those who belong to this age marry and are within the marriage. But those who are considered worthy of a place in that age and in the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. Indeed, they cannot die anymore, because they are like angels and are children of God, being children of the resurrection. And the fact that the dead are raised, Moses himself showed in the story about the bush, where he speaks of the Lord as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now he is God not of the dead, but of the living, for to him all of them are alive. The Gospel of the Lord. And not another, 
death, even his death, will not be the final word. Now, the book of Job is part of the Bible that we call wisdom literature. It's from the Older Testament. So it's not a first-hand account or story about Jesus. But because Jesus was there from before the beginning of time, of course, we see Jesus in this story. A tiny aside, when I walked in and Harriet was singing that beautiful prelude, I leaned over to Becky and I said, I cannot believe she's singing that right now. This is what my sermon is about. And sure enough, I had written. And of course we all know that beautiful aria from Hondo's Messiah. I know that my Redeemer liveth well, and you got to hear it this morning. And also, you may have recognized some familiar liturgical words out of today's reading. So I'd like to ask you to pick up your printer book and turn to page 491. As a community, we have spent a lot of time here on page 491 in the last couple of months. For it's one of the, it's the opening anthems of our funeral liturgy. Look at the second paragraph. As for me, I know that my Redeemer lives, and that at the last he will stand upon the earth. After my awaking, he will raise me up, and in my body I shall see God. I myself shall see, and my eyes behold him who is my friend, and not a stranger. This is our Christian proclamation that in death we will see Jesus face to face. And that part when we do it at a funeral always makes me tear up. That idea that we will recognize him on that day when it's our turn we'll see him face to face and we will recognize him as a friend not as a stranger. How is this so? How can we who sit here today have confidence that we will recognize him on that day? Well, it's because we see him all the time. We see him all the time when we are paying attention, when we look for him in the faces and the bodies of one another. As for me, I saw Jesus on Wednesday at Newbury Court when I met two new friends. Becky was leading our Water for the Deep Well first Wednesday program, and she invited all of the participants to share with one another in small groups about times when we most felt like we belonged, times when we understood that we mattered to the people around us, in our families, and in our church, and at work. So on that day, my eyes beheld Justine and Miriam as friends, and not as strangers. I saw Jesus on Thursday, when he 
young man in distress came to the church seeking a listening ear. And Robert, Barney, and John Ashley, and Becky, and the young people in our choir who were waiting for rehearsal to begin made a safe and welcoming space for him. And my eyes beheld all of them as friends and not as strangers. And then, then I saw the baby Jesus on Friday when a wise man with a very silly hat opened up an enormous chest of gifts offering them to a delighted, delighted woman who held the winning raffle ticket. Their eyes beheld one another as friends and not as strangers. And then I saw Jesus yesterday all over this place. The hands and feet of Jesus, the body of Christ, offering new life to the community with their generous gifts. We offered hospitality and coffee, food, smiles, warmth, welcome, fun, hard work, and love. The fair, that annual miracle on Elm Street, bringing us together, opening our doors, all the doors were open, opening our doors to the wider community. And our eyes beheld one another in all our glory, with all our gifts, and not as strangers, but as friends. That was just last week. So as we head into a new week, some questions to carry with you. Where will you see him, recognize him, this week? Who will you greet as a friend and not a stranger because you see Jesus in them? How are you embodying Jesus in your hands? with your words, with your prayers. But where are your feet walking? In his path? Or is it time for a little course correction? So one little resource that I want to offer to each one of us for this week and for the new season to come. So get back on page 491. Same page. I think this is a prayer for every day. So let's say it together, the second paragraph on page 491. As for me, I know that my Redeemer lives and that at the last he will stand upon the earth. After my awakening, he will raise me up, and in my body I shall see God. I myself shall see, and my eyes behold him who is my friend 
back with you into these next days. And then finally, finally, to begin again, as we do each week, to come to this table, where all are welcome. On our knees as one body, we gather in his sight, and he beholds us. The broken in spirit, sinners, the hopeful children, the suffering ones, the angry ones, the hopeless and the skeptical. He welcomes each one of us. And not as strangers, but as friends. So come and be fed, my friends. This is the true miracle. That we are one body in him. And he knows each one of us by name. Calls each one of us beloved. He redeems us and heals us. For he is that redeemer who lives that Job talked about. For he has conquered our biggest enemy, which is death. So may we know this new life, this resurrected life, every day, in all that we do. Good news this morning, indeed. Amen.
Alan and Gail, our bishops, and for all clergy and laity, the training teacher, and minister in Christ's name. For the special needs and concerns of this congregation, we pray especially for those on our parish prayer list. Alan, Kent, Nigel, Christine, Bert, Matt, Charlene, Dick, Scott, Donald, Rob, Mark, Michael, Joe, Stuart, Daniela, Anne, Susie, Ellen, Sandy, the Brunswick, Alice, Jane, Mayfather, Jean, Colby, John, Matthew, Arlene, Will, Barbara, Jack, Edie, Kirsty, Ethan, Lucy. Are there others? Hear us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for all the blessings of this life. We exalt you, O God, our King. We pray for all who have died, especially those we name now. May they have a place in your eternal kingdom. Lord, let your loving kindness be upon them. We pray to you also for the forgiveness of our sins. Have mercy on us, most merciful Father. Hear our compassion and forgive us our sins. And know we have done them. Faith is done and done to us. And so hold us by your spirit, that we may live to serve you in the midst of life. To the honor and glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. My friends, the peace of the Lord is always with you.
and she was a tireless volunteer in the prisons. Another example, every year, Trinity's Vestry and Outreach Committee have been generous and important contributors to Concord Prison Outreach. Many Trinity parishioners participate in various volunteer programs, including distributing Christmas gifts, um, caroling, training in service dogs, leading popular programs such as gardening, read to me daddy, etc. When Nancy was installed as a rector, she donated all of the, the money she received to our work in prisons. Finally, we were delighted to hold the 50th anniversary celebration of Concord Prison Outreach at our beautiful parish hall in 2018. On behalf of Concord Prison Outreach, I can tell you we really appreciate Trinity's incredible long-time support. Okay, now we'll leave one of the I'd like to ask Wynne Wilbur to stand, if you would, please. Here's Wynne right here. For decades, Wynne Wilbur has been a regular volunteer at the Concord Prisons, logging countless hours in a number of different capacities for programs that benefit the incarcerated and their families. She's also played many important roles as a board and staff member at Concord Prison Outreach. This October, Wynne was chosen as this year's Volunteer of the Year, which is awarded by the Massachusetts Department of Corrections. She's the only recipient of this award in the entire state. This is a very prestigious award, and in November, along with a few other Department of Corrections employees, Wynne was honored at a major banquet held by the Department of Corrections. Wynne's very deserving of this award. Uh, unfortunately, though, she's very humble. So I would appreciate it if you would join me in acknowledging her tremendous achievements because when we're very proud of you.
good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on the first day of the week overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection, opens to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name.
in the name of God and of this congregation, I send you forth Mary and Jesus, that those to whom you go may share with us the food of Christ's body and blood. We who are many are one body, because we all share one bread, one cup. May the peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds and the knowledge and love of God and of God's Son, Jesus Christ, and the blessing of God Almighty, Creator, Redeemer, and Sanctifier to you and those you love today and